All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week, uh, first of all, we're actually going to start off with NASCAR, and I only have one sentence for it. Uh, Hendrick domination, Kyle Larson won. So, moving on. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> oh, did you want to say something? Okay, yeah, because you brought up something in our little chat the other day about the Hendrick domination as of late. Yeah, they've had uh, in the two of the past three races, they've had their cars in the top five of the whole race, all four of their cars. Yeah, I mean, but there's nothing wrong with that. Racing is cyclical. It's just suspect. It goes, it, like, it was Hendrick for a while, then a while back Roush had a good team but like then Gibbs had all four of the cars in the top five for like a whole race it happens twice it happens I know you're not I know you're not used to it in this everybody's equal world but occasionally stuff like this happens well it kind of screws over the guys that have talent so I mean, I know you're not talking about Joey, so who, who are you talking about? <laughs> hey, who won a stage in the pouring rain at a new track that no one's ever been to? Who coughed it up at least three times this season? Is it the same guy? No. <laughs> How you doing, Lex? <laughs> How's it going? Sorry, my phone my phone was sitting here on the floor, and I've been you, I've been doing these like tutorials all day. Yeah. Uh, tutorials on like uh, locking cages or there is cage. I, I don't own a cage. Uh huh. Well, anyway, uh, I, I mean, we can move on to the actual race. So, by far the best race of the weekend. Yeah, not a six hundred mile boar fest. So, if if you're ready, Chuck, unless you got something else to say about Hendrick. No, no. I mean, you're the one that was crying about Hendrick, so which is yeah, a shocker. Yeah. Do you, you think they're cheating? Do you think they're cheating? Yeah, they got something. Well, I'm curious if Chuck thinks they're cheating. Well, Chuck no. doesn't think well, they're cheating because Chase tries for Hendrick. No, hold on. <laughs> My point of view in NASCAR is: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And it doesn't look good when the guy that said a racial slur is winning races. <laughs> oh, no, um, everybody deserves a second team. Oh, I know. I'm just saying it doesn't look good for NASCAR. So, so maybe maybe if Bubba was a Hendrick car, he might win a race. Okay, wow, this is really getting borderline. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, I. When when I saw you in the chat the other night crying about that, Jack, it reminded me of another person we know who was crying about the uh, Gibbs domination a few years ago, which they seem to always suggest that same idea of they were cheating. Well, yeah, he probably doesn't say it anymore because his favorite driver is constantly finishing second to Kyle Larson. Oh, no, no, it's not him. It's not him. It's not him. Oh, who was it? Let me say something about cheating. So NASCAR several years ago did compression checks on all the engines <laughs> and they would pull the same plug every time. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh Well, Richard Petty knew this. So he would fill that cylinder up with wax so the compression would be right when NASCAR checked it. But during the race, as the, the wax would melt and therefore the engine would be an illegal engine, but never got caught until NASCAR started checking random plugs. And that's why Jimmy Johnson is the best driver of all time. So Hendrick was cheating then, too. <laughs> Listen, cheating is a sore subject because my guy was a guy that NASCAR decided to make an example out of. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there was one time Jeff Gordon cheated. Well, it wasn't really cheating. It was a gray area in the all-star race that NASCAR suggested they never run the car again, and then NASCAR proceeded to change the chassis rules. So. Well, whatever. So. <laughs> look at hating look, on my guys. <laughs> no, no, no. In all seriousness, look up the Jurassic Park car. It was a tri-link chassis. Basically, it kept the, tra- the chassis flat even in the corners, which technically was not against the rules. It was just a very vague gray area, and NASCAR told Hendrick that they could never run that chassis again. Interesting. Well, uh, like moving oh, my legs. Um, Moving on to the best race of the weekend, the Indy 500. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about the weather last week. And, you know, I, we, we kind of talked about it for the race, Chuck, is the fact that, you know, that sun still packs a pretty big punch. And I think that, you know, it, it turned up to be around, what, 70 around green flag? No. It was in the 65. It was in the 60s the whole race. But because of that sun, you know, it made the track temperature go all the way up to around 100. So it wasn't, I don't think it was as much of a pass fest as we thought it might have been, but it still was nowhere near a horrible race. I'd have to look up how many on track passes there were because there was passing every lap. It didn't seem like it. Not where you were sitting, but... I literally sat where they yeah, finished their passing. No, there was passing at the backstretch. They were passing in the everywhere, man. Where were you guys sitting at? Uh, Chuck was sitting on the exit of four, and I was sitting on the entrance to one. Chuck, you were in the pagoda? Or were you in the stands themselves? Outside in the stands uh, where the pit speed limit, sign, oh, pit speed limit line was. Oh, Chuck got to see a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, so I saw, we saw, uh, I was at pit exit. Oh, oh. the issues in the pits. Yeah. Well, oh, so that, that Stefan Wilson spin out happened right in front of you, Chuck? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Like. <laughs> so to start off, it, Chuck and I kind of talked about it before we went on the air, but Scott Dixon tried to cause another 15 car pile up. I, so, I don't know that he did. That may I didn't see the drivers' meeting over the weekend, but that's something they've been trying to what that start what they've been trying to get where it's kind of packed up. That was more traditional. 
it seemed really spaced out until they came on the front stretch. And then yeah, kind of accordion effect. Well, because everybody was used to the old way, and I think it, it was more of a traditional start for the 500. Like, that, if you really want to go back and look look at you – know, I know Jack's going to hate me mentioning roadsters, but those early – those races in the 50s and 60s and even the early part of the 70s, they were always – it was almost a rectangle perfect rectangle on the front stretch coming to the green flag. A rectangle? I thought he said a yeah. rec fest. No, rectangle. Even a rectangle. rectangle. Do you know what a rectangle looks like? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, now, you mean that they didn't start accelerating until everyone was off of four? Until everybody was off four on the front stretch. Okay. Well, cool. Because, you know, it looks like we have about two rows of four wide. Well, if you watch the video, you saw a pretty damn awesome start by Scott McLaughlin, who chickened out on the outside. Unfortunately, chickened out. So it was probably a smart thing to do. Yes, Lex? What I was going to ask is, what actually are the regulations regarding the starts in IndyCar? Must you maintain speed, or what, what? what's going on? I have no idea. I think there's a zone, isn't there? There's a start zone, uh, and the pole setter has to accelerate at some point in, in that start zone. But the way I understand it is it's not like a – it's not visible on the track like NASCAR. Right. right. Except for – uh, there's a start, a start, a restart zone. Mm-hmm. Can come out anytime. Yeah. But once the green's out, passing is on. Okay. You don't have to wait till start finish or anything. You can just go on the entire. Yeah, yeah. No. It's it's go when when the green flag comes out. Okay. Well, speaking of guys that had a great start, Will Power went up seven <laughs> positions. Okay. I think it was seven. On the so, first yeah, because he was behind. He was either behind uh, Simon when they came around when I saw it. <laughs> oh, dude. Right in front. It was crazy. <laughs> when you look at his onboard, he tried to wreck it in two and then and got passed by Simon and passed him back by turn three. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. But that whole, that whole first lap, that start was amazing. But, uh, so I was just reading there's some conspiracy theorists saying that Power tried to, the team tried to mess up so Power would have warm tires come into the green. Oh, yeah, that's right. Power did have an issue on coming, you know, on the first pace lap. So. On the first pace lap. So he came down, missed the second lap. And got back around just in time for the start of the race. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, Harvey had a good start. He was up five positions or so. Other than that, I don't know of anybody else who had a really significant start. Actually, that's a Herta had a good start. Herta had a good start, but you know who else had a good start? Good. Elio had a good start. 
Yeah. I was surprised you didn't say that. First. Dude, honestly, like, I wa- he went around the outside of two cars. You would have thought it was Kanan doing stuff like that. And, you know, from then on, I would thought, you know what, this might actually be a semi-not bad day. Well, and if you look, there, I mean, we'll get to it later, but it, this was an early 90s race. I will keep saying that. Hmm. Except we had a lot more lead lap finishers. Yeah, I mean, that's the only difference. Uh, more cars on the lead lap, and there really wasn't an opportunity to lap cars on no, track. because everybody was so close together. The field yeah. was so tight. We talked about it, how this was the closest field in 500 history. Yep. So, um, early in the going, I think there wasn't really, other than that, there wasn't much passing I would say Elliot had a, he'd made a couple passes. Um, well, B, so Herta took the lead off the start. Got the first uh, lap led, and then VK took it. And then VK took the lead and led from there. But I think, but I sent you in the message during the race that when they showed uh, Herta's on board with his telemetry, he was lifting big, so he was saving fuel behind VK. Yeah, and that's what they they were all doing that. Everyone in second was doing that. Yeah. Saw Elio and Polo. So, um, yeah, I mean, I lost my thought. But um, other than that, like, really nothing else happened. In until, the first... we get in, until you get to the first pit stop. Yeah, we got to the first pit <laughs> stops. I think about five guys had gone in, and then, unfortunately – uh, Seth and Wilson, he said the, right in the right middle of the pitch cycle. Honestly, at the very beginning of the cycle. So when you think about it, but like he said, his pedal went straight to the floor. Yeah. Okay. So what it looked like was to me, since it was right there, uh, when he was coming to hit this, to hit the button for the pit speed limiter, is when the car jumped on him. Uh, it just looked like it almost looked like something broke. Yeah, the, I mean, if the brake pedal goes straight to the floor, something probably broke. Yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hadn't heard his interview, so I didn't know. He said it on Twitter. Well, because I remember looking at it, like, how do you lock up that bad? I know you're trying to like get in there as fast as you can, but how do you do that? And I then, mean, plenty of well, guys have done it. So, so to give you an idea where the speed limit line was, it was probably. 100, 150 feet from the beginning of pit wall to where the pit speed limit line was. Okay. So they were coming as hard as they could to that point. And I mean, there were several all day there were issues. Um, Herta almost ran into the back of somebody coming into the pits um, a couple different this- times. Was it was it this stop or the next stop where Graham got like wacky raced like uh, mm-hmm. the tire came off? Like what, oh, was well, the first time? We're getting to it. That's okay. the next round. <laughs> Lex, I know you didn't watch the race, but come on now. I was drunk watching part of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was out. Sorry, playing the show. Um, so wow. <laughs> 
so this the, the whole situation with Wilson caused an absolute chaos for a couple, few Honda teams. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of my uh, guys. So uh, Rossi, I mean, if we just skip Dixon, past this part, I wouldn't be upset. But Rossi and Dixon both ran out of fuel under the caution. Yep. So Dixon comes in first and can't get the car started. Apparently, they were running some lean mode or something. Blah blah. blah. So I was super happy for a few minutes, and all of a sudden Rossi has the same issue, and I was like, "Well, yeah, this is typical, typical how this stuff kind of goes for me." So, <laughs> are you done ruining careers yet, or what? Apparently not, because uh, as we'll get to it at the end of the race, well, we'll get there. Nice happened. Wait, Jack, are you one of those people that if your favorite guy goes out, you'll just leave? I almost I was like when I, when Rossi went down off I was like yep pack it up we're done we're going home <laughs> I'm so tired of having my heart broke at Indy. <laughs> so then we get back to that caution I don't understand what why that caution was so long because Indy Car couldn't get the order right or something Chilton had a penalty or something other guys blah blah, blah. couldn't well first of all the pit exit pit entrance was blocked right so. Not necessarily. Well, blocks, yeah, but I they that, closed but, the pits for like five laps. But they closed the pits and then they didn't reopen them, which is why those guys ran out of fuel. Well, I think they were in trouble anyway because it was so late in the run. Well, but that's what I'm saying is the car had been cleared for a minute or so. Like they went around a couple times from the time the car was cleared to the before Dixon ran out. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So <laughs> and I can tell you that because I was sitting there <laughs> so I watched Dixon just struggle right in front of me. It was beautiful. I also watched Rossi struggle right in front of me. That was not beautiful. <laughs> so, so we go back to green, VK he, it, it, it was VK it was VK, uh, Carpenter. Well, Carpenter actually stalled on his first pit, on his first pit stop. No, it was VK and uh, no, 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 um, that's what. Yeah, that's what because I thought it, I said Carpenter for a sec. There was a few other guys up there. Hunter Ray was up there, I think. Uh, Elio was fifth, and uh, he does another around the outside. I move on Hunter Ray. Beautiful, actually. Um, and then, so Connor Daly all of a sudden, and we have to give major props to Connor Daly because, at least I do, because after what I said last week, he uh, really? he really proved me wrong. I would say so. He ended up he led the, the most laps, laps. yeah, yep. forty. So he a couple run a couple laps into this run, he just blows by his teammate VK, takes the lead for the rest of the run. Not great for fuel mileage, but it's good for him to, I guess, lead some laps. Uh, crowd loved it, so that was nice. Um, other than that, on this run, I don't really remember much that really happened. So not until we got into green flag stops again with Ray Hall. Well, that was that was a whole other run after that too. Like it was it was a couple cycles. So, but I have yeah, I mean. To say about be, neglected thing, so. to mention that this was the fastest 500 ever so oh yeah really? just barely just barely i think it it was first one over 190 right 
Was it over? I hadn't seen what the. I was always. I was wondering what it was. If it was over yeah. one ninety, then yeah, and it, then that puts it. Because TK's think, was one eighty seven, I think. Oh. Yeah. Well, and I. It didn't feel like it was that short of a race. Well, time wise. Well, it also started later, so. Well, even with so, the, even that, that's probably so. why. Uh, but yeah, getting into Ray Hall's thing now. So we about had a horrible incident. So, uh, I mean, it was like lap 120 or so. Graham was running long all day and uh, was trying to play that strategy game. And it comes in it the probably, pits. And it, honestly, it probably would have worked had he not had this issue. Well, you never know. Somebody else may have crashed or whatever, but. Uh, so the, the right, the left rear does not get attached and nobody waved Graham to go, but he so, went anyway, which is fair, right? Well, I hold mean, on because the, the wheel nut didn't, was in the tire. I don't know if you heard about that. The wheel nut did not, didn't stay in the gun. It came off on the, on the tire. Oh yeah. That's not ideal. No. But uh, because it didn't come out until it was hit. Yeah. So the wheel nut. So Wait, yeah. Didn't it hit his car? Huh? The wheel when it came off. Yeah, it was stayed they in the They couldn't get it on. And, no, yeah, no. The, Who did, whose car did it hit when it came off? Well, the, there you oh, go. Connor Daly. Lex always getting ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, so they wave Graham. They didn't wave Graham to leave, right? And so Graham leaves anyway, which is fair. Like I said, like, well, you know, I mean, just go back the out. Drops. Yeah. So oh. he goes out there and makes it to about turn two when the tire just flies off and he spins right into the outside wall, out of the warm up lane, right in front of the leaders, Polo and Elio. And the tire so, bounces right yeah. into Daly's path. Right. Well, so the impact angle for Ray Hall was head on. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Well, then why did the right side hit really hard? It was like a right, almost, we'll say, so and not 90 degree, but like a 87 degree. Almost mm-hmm. because it crushed the front, it would have crushed. He would have broke his legs if it was the old cars. Wow! Shout wow! Out and, and which is also when people talk about bringing the apron back, the angle of impacts was the biggest reason. One of the bigger reasons they got rid of them, the apron. And Ray Hall's accident was a prime example. Yeah. Of that. So going on, tire bounces off the wall, flies through the air, and drops out of the sky. And Connor Daly never saw it. Well, his words. And yeah, and this spotter said that uh, the spotter said there was a tire just flying around out there, but I mean, you can't really, you know, pinpoint a location of where it's going to go and stuff. So Shout out to the uh, windscreen again. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, 
not giving the windscreen enough credit in this one. And I think it's pretty obvious what the arrow screen did here. Well, did it actually hit the arrow screen? Because if I remember right, it hit the it, nose it of the hit, car. So it hit, it hit the nose and it hit the side pod because there was a chunk okay. of the side pod taken out too. So, oh, okay. And if it hit the side pod, it, it probably came it, close to the arrow screen. Yeah. I mean, you could clearly see it. But so I have never actually seen where this tire landed after it hit Daly's car. But my guess is it looked like it cleared the infield fence. Well, I heard that uh, it did. It's reassuring. You heard what? I heard it didn't clear it. Well, we'll just say if it did clear it, the fact that there wasn't anybody in the infield this year saved lives. Yeah. And like and and you know, Paul Tracy does have a tendency to uh fib a little bit, so you know, maybe what did Paul say? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was the one that said it didn't go in the infield. Oh. I, and I'm telling a... you from the angle and where Daly hit it, it cleared that fence. Oh dude, I believe you. Like I okay. I, I agree with you. So what I was, and oh. and that would have been where the family mounds are at. So there have been a bunch of kids there. Oh, geez. Everything. Little Timmy. <laughs> what I was going to ask is, does it get annoying hearing the NBC broadcast? Because they play it through the loudspeakers at the Speedway, right? No, they play PA with Alan Bestwick oh. and one of the local news anchors. Oh, I was, gonna, I was wondering, it's like, does it get annoying hearing Lee Diffie through speakers? And no, you, when, when the cars are going around, you can't hear it. No, you can't oh. hear anything. The PA, but the cars are right there. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, well, my question for you guys is, I mean, I feel like you got to look at penalties for that team. Like, that All is right. – well, okay. That, that so can't happen. Getting, like, yeah, getting, it's an accident, but like that can't happen. Well, getting back to what I said with the lug nut, the lug nut didn't come out of the fire until Connor hit it. Uh, well, I mean, still though. I mean, I, so I it may, to... it, it, maybe it could have been stripped. That's possible. There could have been. That could have been an issue, so it could have had the appearance that it was on there. But the team knew it, though. Did they? Is that what your uncle said? Well, if he's not being waved out. But if he, but here's the thing. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, when Penske was on the headset for like Elio, when Elio was on Team Penske, Penske was the one that would tell him to go. go. So the call could have came over the radio. I, still, though, I mean, they they I, would they had to have known if a tire was not on. Well, I'll tell you what. You talk to your uncle and ask him. I, well, maybe, I'm telling you, maybe, there's a chance they didn't know that it was. They had they, to have known. They had trouble, but the guy, the left, right rear tire, or the uh, that rear tire changer, did not wave his hand or anything saying don't uh, go. It looked like he did though. I don't think he did. Well, uh, he was still working on it when they put the jack down. 
What did he like have to switch guns or something? And that's when Graham pulled off. He was still actually... working on changing that tire when they put the jack down. So oh. he had to have known something was off. I mean, they can't. Can they just radio him to stop it pit out? That's something? what they should have done. That's my argument. But that and and maybe they didn't know. That's why. That's my argument. Okay, but Chuck, I'm saying this that if he was having trouble putting it on. The only way they no. wouldn't have known anything is if he said something. Yeah. Asked him, do you, did you get it? He could have been like, yeah, it looked like I did. Well, he didn't look very confident the way he was still working on the tire when Graham left that pit stop. <laughs> do we have video of this pit stop? I want to, I want to see this whole thing. Yeah, just go look at it on Peacock. I'm sure there's another replay on there on YouTube or something. The dark web uh-huh. or something. No, and you're horrible for trying. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, after that, uh, there were no more cautions. It was just a nice little clean run to the end. So, yeah. Uh, that Honestly, okay. like two cautions. That was, uh, that was pretty nice. Really quick race. Yes, it was. And but I, it I, was... Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Well, I just, I was actually going to give you props because, you know, before, oh my God, I just got picked off. (laughs) I hate this game. Quit playing the game. Pause (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, I was actually going to give props to Chuck because of, you know, as we get to the end of the race here, we're talking about guys that weren't in the, you know, the top two, but Simon Pagino went from, what was it? Twenty fifth to third on yep. pace. Yep, and if there was a caution, he might have won. He definitely would not have won. But that's you're actually, only saying that because of who won. Yeah. <laughs> so the it was. Oh a, my god! What okay, was? I'm watching the pissed up. What it looks like? What happened was. They dropped him off the jacks. The dude was still working on the tire, and it's like almost like he went to switch guns or something, and then went to put it to put some torque on the nut, and that's when Graham pulled off because it kind of pushed him off to the side. Thank you, Lex, for telling me that I'm right. Oh. <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs> you you hear what you want to hear? No, I mean <laughs> everything that Lex just said is what I said that happened. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I said anyway. Anyway, let's get back to let's get back to let's get back to talking about how I was right about Simon. No, let's talk about the top two. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, Simon Simon drove good. He just yeah, he drove good. Had good strategy. Anyway, he didn't win, so it doesn't matter. So the top two guy in the last twenty laps, he passed five cars. Well, he didn't pass seven cars to win. So, like I said, if he would have got a caution, it would have been over. Did he get a caution? Nope. I'm I'm just saying. (laughs) I was right. And I would have been right had there been a caution. I've been even more right. We'll put it that way. Well, anyway, (laughs) the top two guys that really came down to it at the end of the race, I would even say three. Uh, it, Simon, if he would have got there earlier, it, it would have been four. But, you know, Pato, who we Pato. talked about, you know, as a guy that had to have cons- some consistency, 
and he channeled his aggressiveness and drove a really great race and finished fourth. We have Alex Pillow and Elio Castroneves, who, you know, last week we didn't really talk that highly about Elio, and I, I guess we should have because I guess apparently a lot of people said that he had a really consistent race car the whole month, and I just I, I did. didn't know that. I did. Well, you didn't say it. Oh. But I said I said Elio could be one to watch. <laughs> I tell you, Chuck Chuck likes to lie about a lot of things, like Paul Tracy. So, whatever. Uh, well, I said Pelo was going to be a dark horse. So, I mean, I'm just glad Dixon didn't win. That, that's all I got to say. I told you. Yeah, if I recall, didn't win. you pick Dixon to win? I did. I told you he wasn't going to do it. Well, poor Lex. That's probably why he didn't watch the end of the race because Dixon was out of contention. Probably. No, no, I watched the end of the race. I was just saying, I told you, you that said, last week. You said from, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> what? Is he okay? God. Anyway, so. Right, quit playing the game, Jack. So, uh, after the last pit stops, it, it was really, di- I thought Pato had a good chance, to be honest with you. I thought if he was able to get around Elio, he would have been able to go after Polo and gotten him, to be honest. But that didn't happen. And, you know, it wasn't the usual first, second, pass, every lap, you know, kind of thing that we kind of been used to. It was more of yeah, a... Hold on, hold on. That you are used to. Okay, Chuck. I mean, just say you're 50. Like... <laughs> You're just disappointed that I said it was going to be a good race. Why am I disappointed? (laughs) I'm not disappointed. You're disappointed that I was right. I'm definitely not disappointed. I promise you I'm not disappointed because I'm happy to announce that Elio Castaneda has joined the four-time winner's club on Sunday at Indianapolis. And none of you Paul Tracy wannabes can take that away and – well, none of you crybabies can cry about tax evasion or anything. <laughs> Fair and square, no luck involved, all talent. Great finish. Any it was questions? a very, it was a very Rick Mears, Rick Mears esque drive. Yeah. So no, Chuck, I'm definitely not disappointed <laughs> or upset the or anything. AJ, there's Elio, and who's the fourth? Who's Alan, sir? Al Senior, yeah. And Elio's the first foreign-born driver to be a four-time winner. Oh. Freaking foreigners. And, I mean, do I think he could win five? Probably, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it. Okay, well, the man should have won, like, seven by now, so... I mean, he should have won three in a row too, but he didn't. Okay, well, that's why we race. So, but I'm just saying that that's like he is probably top five best drivers of speedways ever seen. Probably top three. Who would be the two? I mean, probably Rick Mears, and I don't know who else. I'd say Rick Mears and Bill Vukovic. 
Oh, yeah. Bill was really good. Wilbur Shaw was really good, too. Wilbur almost won four in a row. Yeah, how many three-peaters were there in Indy? None. None. There's never been a three-peat. Wilbur Shaw Shaw won two in a row in the late 30s and then had a second in 39 and then won 1940, I believe is what it was. And that's almost kind of – yeah, but then, but Bill Vukovich won in 54, 55, and was killed while leading. Yeah, 56. killed while leading. So, well on his way to win That's his nice. third race. That's nice. Big crash, by the way. Yeah, so, he uh, he didn't feel it. <laughs> yeah, no. I think that's safe to wow. say that when he hit that tree. Uh, he was, from my understanding, tree. he was practically decapitated. Rest in peace. Thank you for that, Chuck. <laughs> where, where well, there, so there place? used to be a bridge that crossed over the backstretch that oh, was geez. there until that accident. And two cars hit that bridge in that accident. One hit with the uh, bottom, and then the other hit with the top. That's it. Uh, you can guess which one hit top. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, one of the... Okay. No, I... <laughs> you go ahead. I was going to say one of the craziest um, wrecks I've seen that someone actually survived is um, who, who's the flying Hawaiian? Is it Danny uh, Algeis? Algeis. Yeah, that guy. Guys. Yeah, when he like destroyed his car and he was like hanging his out. His legs were hanging and... out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, there was that one. Stan Fox. Haven't seen that one. Had a sim- look up the, just look up pictures from the, the 95. Start. Oh, it was 95, my bad. That's right. Is good old Stan still with us? Stupid question. No. Hmm? Okay. No. Yeah, he he died in, like, Australia. Yeah, he died in Australia in a car accident, yeah. Oh, I thought, no, I thought he was killed in the wreck, my bad. No. Nope, he was not killed in the accident at Indy, surprisingly. His legs were hanging out, too, so that's cool. I remember Eddie Cheever's victory banquet speech because he finished so Stan Fox was 33rd Cheever was 32nd but Cheever's car was between Stan Fox and the wall when Stan hit it and Cheever said that if I hate basically he said I hate where I finished but if my job today was to be there when Stan hit the way he did then I guess I'm okay with it he yeses. <laughs> well, I mean, but I mean, he essentially said that I'm okay with with this. Yeah. If this was God's plan, he essentially said, "If this was God's plan, it's okay." Well, going back to this year, um, I mean, one of the better victory celebrations we've ever seen, probably. I would say. Did you stay? For the pace car lap, I did not. I left after the milk drinking. So the pace car. So at Indy, oh God, I did it again. What is he playing? playing the game? <laughs> no, what is he playing? He's MLB playing the, the show. show. <laughs> oh oh my gosh! So anyway, this is why I'm not they a do, at Indy. They do a victory lap with the pace car after. All the victory, the regular, uh, the rest of the victory lane celebrations completed. 
and then but as they were going around the track there were people jumping over the rail to go to the fence and climb the fence as he came by yeah dude i hope those people didn't get in trouble oh dude no in, in fact one of the coolest moments was uh elio jumped out of the car and a flower came off a wreath and and uh, there was a little girl there who had climbed up the fence. Elio gave her that flower. Oh, people's champ. <laughs> so, and I mean, I would have climbed the fence too. So, <laughs> the path the pass for the lead was on the outside going into one. You know, it's interesting because he had that same move. Against Sato in 2017, same two laps to go on the outside, and he backed out of it in 2017. He, he didn't back out of it this too. year. He what? No, I said that day he had a great car. I yeah. thought he was going to pass a damaged car too. By the way, yep, really, yeah. When he flew under, when he drove under, when Dixon when Dixon, when <laughs> Dixon went over him, if you watch the replay. You can see one of the rear, the winglets on the back of the car come off. Okay. So, uh, Lex, I've been dying to hear your excuses for how Elio uh, got lucky. So, uh, let's hear. Oh it. no, I was, I was just being, I was just being a dick. Don't pay me any attention. I say he earned that one. I mean, I give him credit there. I say he did. Did did Ricky Taylor carry him to this win or something? Ricky couldn't. He wasn't in the car this time. <laughs> oh, okay. So. <laughs> No, Ricky only carries them the championships. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that that wasn't said. I mean, if you've seen Ricky driving in the last month and a half, I would agree with that. Actually, in um, in Elliot's post-race interview, he, he called out Paul Tracy. <laughs> it was one of the funniest. Funny, he said, "Hey, Paul, I won that one. Just don't forget that." <laughs> <laughs> That's dirty. <laughs> Wait, I mean, did, I, hadn't, you, I hadn't rewatched it yet, but didn't Paul say he was a fort conceded finally? I don't know, but he didn't say anything to that comment, so I, I don't know. So, uh, I mean. We can go through some other drivers here. Uh, actually, let's talk about Simona real quick. She actually didn't have a bad race at all. Uh, uh, not she was passing some cars. Yeah, she spun it out on the pits like Stefan and Power did, who we may get about get too early about Hold that. On. But Power did, but he didn't hit anything. Neither did Simona. Oh, Simona did. No, she didn't. Yeah, she did. She hit the. Uh... Uh, inside wall in Simon's pit. Oh, whatever. Close enough. It <laughs> bent the right rear suspension. And? Which is why she was out of the race. Whatever. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Jake, you can't just take a hammer and just straighten it out and expect it to be, like, awesome. <laughs> she hit it hard. Well, it sucked for her because she was having an, an actually decent run. Better than I expected, at least. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, Power, like we said, ran well before he spun it out in the pit lane. 
um, Rossi. Which really turned out better for power than I thought it was going to be, given how the race started. Yeah, I didn't even think he was going to take the green flag. I didn't either. So, yeah, Rossi didn't get his lap back, unlike Dixon, who got lucky yet again. It's just ridiculous. Uh, You know, Rosenquist actually had a pretty good race, too. He was was in the lead uh, at the end there on strategy, and then I think he got a pit road penalty. Because he came back in the pits. I was actually really disappointed with Pietro. He finished 25th. I don't, I guess it just wasn't a good race car. I mean, Ed Jones had a terrible race car too. Did I put it in the chat each time I said there was going to be a penalty and there was? Or did I text that to you? I don't remember. I don't know. I think I texted it to you. I'm going back and looking. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Can, nope. There was the, there was the uh, RHR is going to get a penalty because oh, I saw him coming well, in. We all pits. knew that. <laughs> they showed it on the big screen. Well, yeah. after, when they showed the replay, I sent that before they even showed it live. Oh, I well. saw it happen. <laughs> a couple other guys with pretty decent runs: Max Chilton, Dalton Kellett kept their noses clean, like we said they needed to last week. Brought home decent finishes for them. Um, Hunter Ray, like we uh, said, had that penalty. McLaughlin, rookie of the year, not yeah. surprising. Just about to get to him. He actually ran pretty well all day, to be honest. He just he about wrecked it on pit road, just like uh, Power and Silvestro. And yep, he sped coming to pit road. Dude, so is there some like fancy cars that I don't know? But like he literally about put it in the inside pit. Like yeah, he was, he, he was another lock. one that was close. Full opposite lock in the pit road. So, other than that, he was in the top five at the end of the race there before he had to pit because of strategy. Um, looking at other guys here, Colton faded really bad at the end of the race. I'm not sure what happened there to him. I think, he, I think they had to go into fuel save. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he pitted because... with everybody else. There were a couple of guys who pitted early that shouldn't have made it, and I think made it. Uh, Dixon was one of them. Yeah, Dixon made it. Finished 17th. One guy that really was impressive, not, I don't know, I really flew under the radar all month. We kind of talked about it last week, but was Hildebrand. Top 15 finish, ran well all day, no mistakes. Just a really quality finish for AJ Foyt's team. Not much else to say about that, but just worth pointing out. It's just too bad he doesn't have the sponsorship. I mean, I feel like he's always been t- pretty good at Indy. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, I don't. I don't need to bring it up. <laughs> we all know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like we said earlier, Daly hit his uh, front wing on a flying tire. He said it broke his front wing adjuster, made him lose a lot of. I don't. It really didn't damage the wing itself because it hit on the nose. Well, but if you look at the nose, like if you see in the pictures after the race, I can't believe they didn't change the nose. Well, I can understand why they didn't change it because of the track position thing. So, but you're under caution. And if that car is as good as it was, 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, all the back in twenty fifth versus back in tenth is a much big, much bigger difference, in my opinion. So, a couple guys that actually rebounded from early race troubles were TK and Marcus Erickson. They they kind of they also had to pit late on that first yellow with Dixon, and they didn't have as big of troubles as he did, but they kind of just ran in the back for the first half or so of the race, and then came back and finished 10th and 11th. Montoya had a really good race, up 15 spots, did way better than I expected him to. So, Hater. Uh, yeah, I really don't like him, Lex. I really don't. <laughs> Uh, VK had a good race. Karim, Karim had a really, really good race, and I think we kind of talked about it last week. It's where, when he's not crashing at Indy, he's running really well, and that just uh, proved his Sunday. Place, I believe. Yeah, up twenty four spots. You know, and in twenty sixteen before he crashed, he was running fourth, and twenty eighteen before he crashed, he was running around seventh too. So. It's just that if he's if he's uh, if he's not in the wall, he's running really well at Indy. So I want to say twenty eighteen. Didn't he have like a suspension failure that put him in the wall? I don't what know. His tire came off when he hit the wall. I remember that, but I don't. I think he just got loose. Uh-huh. Out of four. So another guy that came up through the field, Santino Ferrucci. He's just an Indy. He's always good. Indie guy, so he's always oh, good yeah. here. He's always going on ovals. It's weird. Some guys are just better on ovals. I, I don't know what it is. So, well, he wasn't bad. Well, he's okay at road courses. I mean, he was doing, he seemed to be fairly high up in the field at Mid Ohio. Then Colton Hurd to kind of like get your ass out of here. Deserved, by the way. That was <laughs> one of the best moments of the whole season last year. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, there wasn't any other really notable performances. Um, I don't think so. Chuck, do you can you think of any? No, I, I think overall this race was a really good race and probably one of the best 500s we've had in a while. Yeah, and honestly, when they said that there was 35 lead changes, I was pretty surprised. Hold on. Uh oh, the FBI found Lex. No, nope. that's, interesting. That's, interesting. <laughs> that's that's from my side. Oh goodness! Just let me make a joke. Uh, but yeah, when they uh, when they said there was thirty five lead changes, I was really surprised because it didn't feel like there was that many. But there was. There was. So that was nice. Other than that, I don't I don't know what else to say, Chuck. So, well, I had a question for you guys. Oh. Hey, I, I'm dropping out. <laughs> oh. Bye, Chuck. Chuck. What's your question, yeah. Lex? What I was going to say is, where do you think, in your opinion, is the best place to watch the race at Indy? You know, I've sat in many different places there. I've sat in turn one. I've sat on the front stretch. I've sat in turn four. I really think that there isn't really a a bad spot to watch a race at Indy. 
to be yeah. honest. Now, the best spot, I don't really know if there's a best spot either. I think that, I mean, any time that you can see most of the track is good, so I think that maybe turn one up high is good. Mm-hmm. I I think for me, having, like, shade covers big too. So, like, I sit in the shade every year, and it's beautiful because the Indiana sun is not easy to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's my take on it. All right. I, do, I just thought it'd be just a good place to find where you, you have a view of the track and you can look at the, at the jumbotron. If you well, and we didn't really go into it, but Roger Penske has made great renovations to the track. And where I sat, there was a little TV screen right in front of my seat. So oh, nice. you didn't have to look 100, 100, 200 yards in another direction to find a jumbotron and watch the race there. But there was another nice. little TV right in front of me. So that was really nice. So That's yeah. great, man. Yeah. Uh, the next race for IndyCar is in two weeks. I'm curious to see that now that Elio won the race, if he will get more races because he's on a six-race schedule. So I don't know. Next- yeah, double header there. Um, I don't know because, ironically, well, Michael Shanks already going to be there, aren't they? So for AMSA, you know. yeah. Well, they run the full season anyway for IndyCar with Harvey. That is true too. But I mean, with another one point eight million dollars in their pockets now, I mean, <laughs> I don't. For Indy, it's for IndyCar. I mean. Some some of some have talked about it. It's like it's not really a great look if the defending Indy 500 champion isn't in the next race on network television. Well, well, he's doing multiple series though in the same year, so I guess he's doing like one series, exception, except SRX. He's doing the NAEC and IMSA. No, he's just no, he's not. He's not. No, he just did Daytona. Right. Rossi's doing the NAAC with Wayne Taylor. Oh, that's right. He is. Yeah, Crazy. that's kind of a weird thing where like he's racing for Michael Shank and IndyCar, but he's racing for, for Wayne Taylor and IMSA. That was kind I of weird. The same thing. Like, why didn't MSR just pick him up? Seeing maybe some type of other contractual issue or something. I have no idea, but he sets the team lineups. You never know. Yeah, I mean, Elio is only doing six IndyCar races in the SRX series that Tony and Ray Abraham created. Did you uh, get the game? Created. No, I'm not playing that trash game. <laughs> How do you know it's trash? <laughs> Dude, because I played the, the dirt racing game that Tony Stewart came out with, and it was garbage in terms of like you realism. The, you didn't get the Cowboy edition. Just wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't. I think we can end it now. <laughs> so, uh, rest in peace, Kevin Ward Jr. Um, yes, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't know what else to say after that one. So, uh, let's see. I think I can't. I know F one's in Baku this weekend, so Correct. hopefully that one's a fun one. Um, NASCAR is at. Oh, I can't remember. 
and I can't remember where they're at, but it's probably obviously not something. Oh, they're at Sonoma. So that, that might not be a fun one. So, um, but Xfinity is at mid Ohio. I might take a trip, but I don't know. How far is that from you? (laughs) Uh, mid Ohio. (laughs) We just got a text from Chuck. (laughs) It's a police chase by the house. And that's why you left. But, uh, mid Ohio is about, I would say three hours from where I live, so it's okay. a nice day I think trip. It's a great place to go because it's like in a giant bowl, so you can see everything. You can't see everything. No, I don't. I don't know who said that, but they were wrong. But I like sitting in the S's there after the long straightaway and turn five and six and seven. And oh yeah, that does sound like a great place. I mean, it's really where all the only action takes place. So. Uh, well, they're in the keyhole, right? Yeah. I mean, the keyhole, the action only really happens in the keyhole when somebody tries to make something happen. So, hey, you remember when um, Ganassi teammates almost took each other out, right? It was Dixon and Rosenquist. Yeah. When Dixon decided <laughs> to race his teammate like it was a Penske car, <laughs> not salty. I remember when Elliot took out Dixon in the keyhole in 2016. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Dixon tried to die bomb. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Dixon w- was making the pass and Elio still managed to take him out? Yes. <laughs> Let's think about Elio it this be? way. Think about it this way. The two dirtiest drivers in IndyCar history, T- Townsend Bell and Paul Tracy, both said that it was an aggressive move by Dixon and that it was not high. Hold on, hold on. Why is Townsend Bell dirty? Well, Dude, he's one of the biggest dirty? blockers I, that anyone's ever seen. Jeez. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, they got Max Pappas in the steward's office, so I guess it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Wait, wait. That 2017 Indy 500, is that how um, T-Bell was up up towards the front of who was blocking is what you're saying? That was 2016, but yeah. 2016. That's kind of where people started noticing it a lot. He he had a great car that day. Yeah, and then he got taken out on pit road. Oh well. So that's crazy. I've never heard of the dirtiest drivers of IndyCar. I've never heard anyone bring up T Bell. Uh, I wouldn't say dirtiest drivers of all time, but he's dirty. I don't know if he's ever caused any issues in IMSA, but yeah. uh, no, not really. I guess I got fenders. <laughs> so. Oh. So we got F1 in Baku this weekend. We had uh, GT World Challenge was at Paul Ricard last weekend. Oh, and then, I'm sure no one cared to watch that. It was actually a really good race at the end. You know, I honestly don't mind that track. I think people give it too much hate. In F1, I don't like it. In GT cars, I think it's pretty fucking awesome. Okay, well, to be fair, every track in F1 sucks right now, basically. 
For the most part. I mean, I, I can kind of see what you're saying, but not totally. It's just that, like, the racing sucks. I would agree with you. So, I mean, they're going to try to do something, what, the new regs come out, like, next year, right? New regs come out next year. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the wing is a little bit short, is a little bit narrower in it. Probably. I mean, they're taking a bunch of downforce out, I believe. Uh, they're adding ground effects. What's that supposed maybe, to help with? Um, to allow the cars to run closer together is what they're saying. Though, according, if you listen to like people like Christian Horner, he says that yeah, it's not going to be like that. There's not going to be overtaking like that. Well, then what? Like, how's how's it going to help anything? <laughs> Well, because the idea is they're relocating the airflow much, much of the downforce underneath the car, so it doesn't cause any aero disturbances like a traditional wing would cause, is the reason that they feel they can run close together. Hmm. Well, I'm sure we'll believe it when we'll see it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. So, mm. Mm. another thing, really quick. Mm-hmm. This one, I I got this one from a little insider source. Right now, what, what I've been told is for the 20, proposed 2025 regulations, they're talking about using ERS on the front axle as opposed to just in the rear now. I don't know anything that means. All I heard was ERS and... No, no. That's what, that's, what, that's what a source has told me, that they're trying to think about doing all-wheel drive, basically. Similar to how they did with LMP1H. Well, that failed, so. <laughs> no, it, hey, let's be honest here. P1H, is, that's the only reason that I take hybrid tech serious, if I'm being honest. It was fun. Well, yeah, the car was like a rocket ship off the corner. <laughs> it was fun. Well, and that's the interesting thing is like with those cars that, you know, they were setting record-breaking lap times, but they only had, like, 500 horsepower, and the hybrid system added, like, another 400 or something, right? Uh, actually, it was more than that. It was, like, you, know, like, you can get, like, six, 700 horsepower out of your ERS system. It was pretty well, yeah, insane. They were, they were almost having over 1,000 horsepower. No, they were over 1,000. In yeah. fact, that's why the FI actually... For it was 2016 for Le Mans. They had to come in and be like, you're only allowed to make 1,000 horsepower from now on at Lamar. And then, yeah, I mean, it just sucks because innovation, like FIA always wants to kill innovation. Yeah. When, they, when they're the ones that promote it. Exactly. And they always want to push this next big thing, like it's going to be a revolution and you get to that and then you see like the new car regs for that formula and it just, it just sucks. Yeah. Like 2009. It is what it is. But, well, we can probably end it here. So, uh, yeah, good. sucks that Chuck couldn't finish with us. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they catch the guy that uh, <laughs> has decided to run away. And uh, glad Lex has no excuses about how Elio is now a four time winner. Uh, really, a three time. Okay. Um, Indy 500. I'm going to pretend that was never said. 
Next week, we will bring you recaps from Sonoma and Baku. And I'll probably be having to defend Lance Stroll again. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see you all next week. So, see you all later. He didn't hit that wall. It was sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, I Have a good day. <laughs>